down the road, you know, down the old street. I, you know, I am going to be going off to to sunny California to see uh, some of Jenny's um, family, her brother and and their kids. And we're going to do some, some trick-or-treating, you know. Mm-hmm. We're going to go mm-hmm. as pirates. We already have some pretty sweet costumes. It's going to be pretty sweet, you know. Okay. Okay. And maybe it won't be bitter cold, but I don't know. I haven't been to California since I was 10, so. <laughs> uh, the last time I was in California was for that uh, Star Wars thing I was telling you about. And it was, uh, it was really nice the entire time. The yeah, entire right. time. What part a, of California? Uh, Anaheim? Uh, all I know is Disneyland. There, there was there. Disneyland there. Um, Disneyland is so fucking expensive. Yeah, it's uh, like it is stupidly expensive. It's an uh, interesting move. But we're we're really not supposed to be talking about Disneyland today because, well, it's the Halloween special. Bum bum bum. Spooky, spooky, spooky season. The Look out boys. below! The spooky uh, boys have come for the troll toll. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in this. Anyway, anyway, uh, so we have a uh, well. We tried to get a very special guest for you this weekend or this uh, Halloween season, and unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, the Clifford the Big Red Dog that we originally wanted to have on air was put down. It was um, a sad time for everyone. Sad time. The little blonde girl that he goes uh, walking around with has been distraught. So we were able to rope in Father Clifford from Rhode Island. Father Clifford, are, are you on the line? And unfortunately, you got stuck with me where I'm here to spread the word of the Lord to all of you. Uh, praise be. All my thoughts and prayers for Emily Elizabeth will go to Father Clifford instead. Tragedies, tragedies. Oh, it's Welcome, a, it's, it's Father a Clifford. Thing. We do, Father we do Clifford what we can. Is, it is uh, an absolute blessing to have you on the show. Uh, we've known each other for about uh, 10, 12 years, and uh, it has been great to, you know, have you back in our lives, spreading goodness across the land. And also, it's been great to see your transition into a clergyman, a man of the cloth, you know, yes, and yes. have a real father on the dadcast. Yes, yeah. not a real father. No, no, no birthing of uh, of the sacred young ones. But uh, yes, no, I'm I'm spreading <laughs> spreading love and hope throughout the land in other ways. I I really don't care for the term sacred young ones. <laughs> father Clifford, if, if you can do me uh, a solid, Father Clifford, if you could say sacred young ones in your slowest radio voice, that would be much obliged. Like right now? Yeah, right now. Just yeah, on, right on now. the podcast would be ideal. Sacred young ones. Ew. Fucking Palpatine <laughs> yeah, I style. I fucking everything about that. Was, that was a huge mistake. <laughs> you <laughs> asked for it, I delivered. All right, so to, to kind of put a bit of bit, bit of bit, Welcome backstory. to the dad cast. Welcome to the dad cast. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know who Father Clifford actually is, this is our good friend, Nick Clifford, another former 91.7 WPCR Plymouth alumni on the show. Both Mike and I at one point had shows with him, uh, or we would just open up the station and do random two-hour slots with him. Uh, Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. And just for the listeners out there, I am not a priest nor a father. So let's let's just get that. Let's just clear that air right off the bat on the air. But 
but we fascinating. both do know your mom and dad, and I will always have the yeah. loving memory of your dad telling me I had a good appetite at your graduation party. <laughs> <laughs> that is also one of the things that I do remember from my, from my graduation party. One of, the, one of the handful of things that some people I will remember. never forget that. <laughs> I also would like to throw in my favorite memory of your wonderful mother, Dottie, uh, of when I tried to leave your house at one point, and she refused to let me leave before eating one of her, like, I think it was like a potato soup or something. And she refused to let me leave before eating it. And I was being, you know, nice. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. And then she made me sit down and eat a whole bowl of it. And uh, it was delicious. So she she was right. So Dottie is saving stomachs one stomach at a time. Truth. So I, was I have no hungover. idea. I have no idea what potato soup here it is that you're referring to. It was something but like I, I, I definitely am sure that my mom probably insisted that you eat something before you drove back to New Hampshire. So yeah, that does sound A wonderful woman indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Saving young lives. She's always right, looking well, out for the kids. Always, always looking out for the sacred Dot, young ones. There should be a band called Dottie and the Kids, but it's just like Dottie front running like a super thrash metal band. Let Ooh. me tell you something right I'm now. Interested. One of two things. One, my mother does not like thrash music. <laughs> she doesn't have any to music like it. In any way, shape, or form. And two, you did not want to hear my mother sing. I disagree. I'm going to send did, your mother yeah. a message on Facebook saying that you said that. She, she knows that I frequently say she cannot sing. We discourage her from singing to my niece because she can't sing. Wow. My sister will also agree with this. All right. All right. Huh. Well, Mike, do me a favor. Send me over your. I, uh, I already did. Did you send it in Discord? Yep. Uh, that explains um, it. For the first time, I sent it before you asked me. And I'd like to like to say that I'm growing as a person. I Responsible young man. don't know how to respond to that. I'm going to let you keep uh, keep going with this. So please, by all means. Well, uh, it all started when I was a young, young lad. And I was a freshman in, in college at one time, and I didn't have many friends, but it was September, I believe, mid-September, and all of the people I did know were outside of my dorm room, and they kept chanting, Clifford, Clifford, and I, I didn't understand why there was such an obsession with the big red dog. I mean, we were all college students. We should have been over that. And then out of nowhere becomes this beautiful man, and he walks up, seemingly unknowing, ripping butts like he's breathing it for air, and out of nowhere, like a, like a car just careening off course, he is tackled by multiple people that are twice his size and for some reason it seemed like it was the only opportunity for me to jump into the fun and so I also tackled Clifford it was also his birthday and that was his present and now years later here we, we are we can reminisce and there, we can are, spin. there are definitely some non-truths within that Facts, though, definitely was ripping cigarettes outside the dorm and definitely got tackled by people much larger than me. Those two things were definitely happening. And on that note, we are going to spin the wheel, Clifford. This this topic is for you. Spin it. Spin the wheel, Jackson. Who is Jackson? I don't know. I heard it somewhere. It sounded cool. <laughs> Overdoing holidays Overdoing with Nick holidays. Clifford. That is your topic, Nick. And awesome. Mike, this one is for you, buddy. Spinning Let's again. Spinning one. again. I hope it's vulgar. I didn't put anything vulgar in this time. Oh man. 
That's a first. <laughs> the Headless Horseman is actually a country fan. Uh, oh, you are topic. going to love this one. And last topic for yours truly is... Punching an actor at a haunted house by accident. <laughs> oh, God. And why? on that note, let's get on 30 Some seconds on the clock. What is, uh, how do you feel about overdoing holidays? There are some people that have just ruined some holidays. Not just for me. I generally tend to enjoy the holidays, but I have some friends that just downright despise certain holidays. Really for kind of no reason, but a lot of it seems to be that people just decorating stuff weeks, sometimes months and months in advance. The same music over and over again. The same decorations over and over again. The same, if I didn't say music already, movies, both of those. Just repetitive. It can be really exhausting, and I've already seen it for Halloween. It doesn't sour me necessarily, but it burns me out. I don't know how you guys feel. <laughs> so less of a lemon, more of a, uh, more of a you know, jalapeno. Yeah. Or just, you know, two weeks around it. Doesn't need to be the full month. I don't know. What about like 31 for 31? Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. All right. So it's like uh, every day of Halloween or every day of October, you have to watch a a horror movie. Oh, yeah. No, I I, never mind. I do know what that is. It just reminds me of the ABC family, like 13 days of Halloween. Yeah, fuck that. Like 20, days 25 days of Christmas, things like that. See, 25 right. days of Christmas. It's the, exact same, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, but exactly. here's the thing. I fucking, I don't know what it is. Like Christmas movies, Christmas mu- Like how you said that, like your sentiment about Halloween for like overdoing the holidays is how I feel about Christmas. I cannot stand Christmas movie. I cannot stand Christmas music. I think you both like heard me get irate around Christmas time and hearing Christmas music all the time. It drives me fucking nuts. I'm the same way with Christmas music. Yeah. But there is, there's one thing that that does remind me of, you know, the whole, you know, seasonal depression aspect, but a, uh, a very close friend of mine recently in a joking manner, let me know that he doesn't get seasonal depression. He gets what he has coined the term as seasonal aggression, where he gets flawlessly angry at anything Christmas related. And I've never related to, uh, to something more because Christmas music is good for five seconds and then it's the same it, crap over and over. It's good on and Christmas then, Eve. And that's right, exactly. And that's yeah. it. And then the Christmas movies, there's some good Christmas movies. Like, I'm not going to go into a whole thing. Thing here with the argument about Die Hard, but you know, I consider it a Christmas movie. 
and then there's like those really bad Christmas movies that are numerous and belligerent and um like Medea Saves Christmas? Like Medea Saves Christmas or like that uh, Just Friends with, um, you know, the guy that plays Van Wilder, whose name escapes me. Uh, Deadpool. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, thank you. Thank you. Well, see, like my thing is with Christmas stuff, too, is you get these all like god awful commercials, like at least with Halloween, like you get some funny Geico commercials. You know what I mean? There's not like soldiers commercials about like incest. Is there Folgers commercials about incest for Christmas? Yes, yes, there is. I will send it to you in the Discord. I'm terrified uh, of that. It's <laughs> like fucking So horrible. instead of Cole, you know, the bad children actually just get... No, so it's pretty much just like <laughs> the brother comes home from wherever the fuck he is. Step-brother. No, no, it's like full-on like siblings. And oh. the sister's like, you're my gift this year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is fucking brutal. And the family's <laughs> there they're like a white picket fence family and they're yeah, just smiling like, like the, par- <laughs> the parents come downstairs and they're like not again and like lose their shit about the fact what? that like, they know yeah it's like a full-on thing uh <laughs> and that's why i don't drink folgers coffee I will they put support it, really they support creepy incest. incest. <laughs> uh, I, don't worry, I will be putting it on the Instagram. Dear soldiers, so, yeah. please don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, so Clifford, I, I agree. Overdoing holidays is definitely a thing. I don't agree with you in the Halloween sense. I don't necessarily agree holiday. with it for Halloween. I think just certain parts of it, it's just un, more unusual or I've just been exhausted by some of it. Like, some, I, I, like you said, for the 31 days of Halloween movies, I can't do 31 days in a row of them, but I've been watching horror movies on and off throughout the entire month. And Halloween is enjoyable. There's not a lot of anxiety or stress building up to Halloween. Christmas, on the other hand, kind of like what Mike was saying, it's you get exhausted by the music from it early on. There's some Christmas movies that are really, really bad. Some good ones, but it's a lot of anxiety and stress at build up. To Christmas, I enjoy Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, being oh, with my friends and my family, the gifts, the food, watching a couple of movies and having music on. That's great. But I don't need three weeks in a row of it just for that 48 hours of relaxation. It's just a lot of built up. To it. I could not agree more. But, uh, Mike, we are going to move on to your incredibly pointed topic that I can't help but feel you wrote for me. Uh, you may be accurate on that. Um, you know, during the last couple of days, uh, I've been having conversations about the country music um, aspect of one of our most recent podcasts that have been come out. And uh, <laughs> Jenny and I, the wonderful Jenny and I, were having a conversation about different Halloween things. And she brought up the Headless Horseman and how, you know, it's not really brought up that often, although it is one of the more creepy children's story, which is great. And we decided that, you know, when we were going off about country music, right, we mentioned the whole, if you're a male country singer, you pretty much stick to the same topics. You know, my truck, beer, and, uh, you know, horses or wearing denim jeans and tractors and and shit. Mud in my tires. Mud in my tires. Uh, And, you know, I love lifting my truck and then not using it for farm work. It's like, okay. Okay. But anyway, so uh, (laughs) let's not go down that road. I feel pretty, pretty insulted by the last like two sentences of that. Oh, well, anyway, uh, the (laughs) Headless Horseman, you know, 
he does have a head, first of all. It's just not technically on its neck. Yeah, it's just not attached to his body. It's not attached to his body. He holds his head or, you know, it's in his chest or whatever under his, like, frock. No, the headless person runs around with a pumpkin. He doesn't have, like, an actual head. No, he holds his actual head, too. I thought he didn't. I don't think every iteration of it is the same. Because I've seen it where there is literally no head on it. Somewhere it's a pumpkin. Somewhere he is carrying his own head. He's just carrying. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like Mm -hmm. um, that's Mm -hmm. why or maybe not why, but I always kind of considered that the headless horseman holding his own head is why kids hold the, you know, little pumpkin candy buckets when they go trick or treating. And it's held in the same way. Either way, the country music thing is that uh, I would argue that the Headless Horseman as a horse connoisseur, enthusiast even, would be very much into country music that are focused on the, you know, uh, equestrian variety of horses. And I looked into it and I was thinking, you know, what kind of songs include the Headless Horseman? Now, ignoring the hundreds that are just like Disney ripoffs, I mean, there's a Bing Cosby song that's like kind of a jam, not country. None of the songs I looked at were country, except for maybe the ballad of the Headless Horseman. But uh, I think if the Headless Horseman was looking to get real jammy, you know, spread some of that jelly all over that nice, fresh toast, whole wheat, of course. Wait, He'd be listening to, you know, while he's making his cowboy coffee, just mixing the grounds directly into the boiling water and just pouring it out, drinking it, getting it all in his teeth, rolling up a weird cigarette, like that strange Tom and Jerry cartoon. You know, he'd probably be listening to some, uh, some Conway Twitty. You know, some other country music stars that I can't think of the names of because I just don't listen to it. I, uh, I like how Luke you just Combs. Is that a person? That is a person. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I, I do appreciate how much thought you've actually put into this. Would it surprise you guys to know that I actually did watch Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad like days ago? Yo, there you go. There you go. And I, I had to look up the Headless Horseman iteration in that film. And he does have no head. He is carrying a head, but it looks more like a black skull that is shining orange light around. Do you see that? And he has a sword. That now does have a sword. He he does have a sword as well. (laughs) A very important part. He has the sword. Do you think he used the sword to cut off his head, or was it? No, he he lost his head in like the American French War. What is the American French War? He was a, a Frenchman who lost his head in like the American Revolution. I actually don't know the history behind the head. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to give you a fucking rundown really quick uh, because I grew up with like, it, it happened in Tarrytown, New York, right? So it's like right now around. It. Nick yeah. tells history. Nick, I, I, Nick I'm not surprised that Nick knows this. I am not surprised right. that you know. <laughs> Please can continue, Professor Einst. All right. So the, the legend has it was that he was a soldier, I believe, in the American Revolution uh, and lost his head. Right. If you're going by the Tim Burton movie, uh, he got his head blown off with a fucking cannon and then a witch ended up bewitching him. And that's why he became the headless horse. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Hold on. A fucking cannon. Yeah. Took, took his, head, his off. head off. Well, that's if you go by the Tim Burton version. <laughs> that's, that's pretty metal. Right. Uh, I, I was going to say that I, he's definitely a metal guy. I don't see definitely, it. Definitely yeah. a metal guy. I don't guy. think he's a country guy. If anything, he's like a uh, Appalachian metal dude. He listens to like crazy fucking like death metal. Or ma- yeah, like, 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 he's, 
He might be a Mastodon guy, I think, too. Oh, he's a Mastodon. No, you know what? He's a tool guy. He's 100% really? a tool fan. 100%. I, I don't know, because I, I kind of saw him as, like, Finnish, like, black metal. Okay. You know? Ooh, Something that's almost, that. almost unable to listen to. So why to. did you write him as a country music fan, you idiot? Because he rides a horse. So? Aragon rides a horse? You think Aragon listens to fucking country music? When he's, you know, chilling. No, Aragon, was, Aragon listens to Zeppelin. Oh, he's okay. Not. Aragon definitely listens to Zeppelin. 100% <laughs> listens to Zeppelin. Okay, well, uh, all of Jay and all, <laughs> all of J.K. Rowling either listens to. J.K. Rowling. J.R.R. Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien. Good lord, oh, sir. Uh, How either dare you? To Led Zeppelin or Blind Guardian. Either of those two. Jesus. Uh, okay, that's fair. So, so consensus says that the Headless Horseman does not, in fact, listen to country, even though he rides a horse. He's a metal fan. Whether it be 100%. black metal, maybe some Macedon, probably some Zeppelin in there, maybe a little like, uh, oh man, what is that? Uh, not Cannibal Corpse, but that uh, uh, White Chapel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a big, he's a big Whitechapel fan. He's also a huge. He does listen to Cannibal Corpse, I'm sure. Yeah, every now um, and again, prob- probably a little bit of Slayer too, I would imagine. Oh, Diesely. <laughs> he does Easily. rain blood, doesn't he? Well, he does <laughs> rip people's heads off, depending That's on true. again the iteration of the headless horseman. Nick actually is right about the straight cannibal thing too. I just looked it up. Nope. That is true. That's fascinating. I know my fucking folklore, man. Apparently. Damn. <laughs> well done. Clap, clap. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, third topic was what? Oh, punching. Uh, it's you. It's your topic. <laughs> yeah. I, it. I don't have the topics in front of me. Punching an actor at a haunted house by accident. Has anyone here done this? Yeah. I have. Uh, you have. <laughs> not, not, not intentionally, but I have. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, you are not alone in that. I, uh, I'm really glad I'm not alone in that. It must be a Nick thing. Wait, so you also have punched an actor in a haunted house? Oh yeah, <gasps> yeah. What? Guys. It made me, it made me <laughs> jump. It made me jump, and my arm kind of just flew, and I and I hit him. It wasn't like yeah, I was just, outright just. I'm gonna hit this guy because he frightened me or the people I was with. I just happened to ju- defend yourself. I, it was a <laughs> something that I have learned over the years is that I am. I jump very easily. Yeah, See, I was I was taught at a young age that, and I get uh, my arms just go wild when that happens. So I, I lose yeah. control for arms a Clifford over here. Pretty much. <laughs> I was taught at a very young age that instead of uh, immediately hitting whatever has uh, jump scared me, because my father used to hide behind corners constantly, as a father is one to do. Uh, instead of immediately punching, you uh, actually put up your blockers. You know, so you're you're getting ready to assess the situation while protecting your face from any incoming aggression, and then you take the shot. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty so sure. Usually, I, I just kind of like walk through those haunted houses, and I'm just. Like, I, ah. I punched Beetlejuice straight in the stomach when I was like nine. Did you say his name a couple more times? No, he like jumped out of like a wall, and I literally just decked this poor man in the stomach. <laughs> Which was the <laughs> highest point you could reach at the age of nine, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I was a pretty big kid. I like, I like crouched down. I like did one of those like jumps into like a ball, and then I decked him as I was going into a ball. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, my dad. Um, my dad thought it was the funniest thing in the world. My mom did not. Uh, armadillo, <laughs> full armadillo. I armadillo punched this poor fucking bastard in the stomach. 
And the, the beauty <laughs> beauty of that was I got a shirt from that haunted house and I had it until I was easily like 15. I can't believe they still sold you a shirt. Oh, no, I think they gave it to me because I was just like so fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I wonder if the actors in haunted houses have uh, like hazard pay specifically so, for those situations. <laughs> uh, I used to be in haunted houses like in high school. Right. And they would always tell you not to touch the actors. And like if you did touch the actors, you'd like get in trouble. But now they do this thing where like you sign a waiver and the actors can fuck with you and they can like pull you down tunnels and shit. Oh, that's uh, I have not been to one that's been like that. That's so, sir, if you ever come to Philly during the Halloween season, we will go to one like that. It is absurd. I don't know if I will be going to Philly during the Halloween season. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> just, 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 because, just because you told me that that's going to be the case at one of the haunted houses, I don't. Yeah, you you don't have to. No, no. So what they do is like you sign a uh, you sign a a waiver. And then they give you like a, a red like LED necklace, and then that's how they know that they can fuck with you. Oh. Jesus Christ! I mean, the last time I was in Philly, Clifford and I were trying desperately to find your house, and we decided that we needed to blast some music for you know some street cred. To be and fair, that was not the last time you were in Philly. That's true, actually. But the first time I was in Philly, um, and we decided to blast uh, "Into the Void" by Black Sabbath. And yes, I we think went heavy was, on Black Sabbath. We went just very heavy on Philly. Sabbath, and we're like, people from Philly will love this, <laughs> and no one, and did. no one did. No one did. <laughs> and then we looked for parking for half an hour. <laughs> Which I, I think still we think definitely went like, down a wrong way street at one point. Oh, one hundred and ten percent. One hundred percent. <laughs> All right, Clifford, next topic is yours. Let me share this here screen for you. And here we go with topic number four for Nick Clifford. Spin that, spin to win. Get that spinning, spin for he. <laughs> oh, God. Random scary Why? story. <laughs> Improv that ish. All right. Is that, is that, wait, wait, wait. Can so, I get some clarification? So Clifford has to improv a scary story. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What is an ish? Is that like a... I didn't want to write shit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and Mike, here you right, are. Let's see. let's see what ish I get. <laughs> I was wondering who was going to land that. Spin that, John. Is that scary like, versus gore movies. Can I swear? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nope. not. No, I am much I, more. <laughs> no, no, no. Can I go last, at least? Perfect for you. Yeah, Clifford, you can go last. <laughs> and one for the Nicky Nickers. Halloween specials versus. Ooh, okay. All right. Mike. Two, two verses in this one. Okay. All right. And um, 30 seconds on the clock going to now. scary versus gore movies it's definitely need to look up a couple of things first oh, okay cool go for it. but you know what i'll go for it uh, <laughs> i already typed I it in. I, thought, I thought you wrote this i'm sorry i did but you know sometimes i just write shit mm. you know <laughs> well 
first of all, the difference is uh, gore is considered content displaying graphic and visceral imagery of injury and death. Horror is a genre of media intended to cause fear in those that are experiencing it. Now, I sat down with both Mr. Caruso and Mike JC, who are two completely different people as well as myself, and we discussed the concept of uh, scary movies, you know, your thrillers, you know, your intensities, you're on the edge of your seat, um, jump scares and stuff like that, as well as the more gory sides where there is buckets of blood and, you know, skin getting peeled off with a potato peeler. As well as, uh, you know, just, just headless horseman getting a cannonball fired at his freaking skull. Uh, so, in my opinion, as a scary movie enjoyer uh, and watcher, I would say that I prefer the thrillers. I prefer the horror as, like, um, uh, not really against gore, but I feel like there's definitely some movies that are only gore like they depend like the whole plot line is dependent on as much blood and viscera you know as possible like basically taking like a movie let's say uh i don't know um the the ghost inside uh, versus um the, the saw movies you know both technically a horror film but vastly different where, you know, and saw you're going to watch somebody, you know, cut their liver out to get a key to a, a lock or something. And then in, in another like thrilling movie, it's more like, you know, what's going to happen? You know, like the suspense. That's the word I'm looking for, the suspense. I, I prefer those because not always, but they seem to be more of like a thinker. Like I like to be, you know, entertained and like use my brain when I'm watching movies and I feel like some not all but some gore movies are oh this guy gets stabbed oh this girl gets stabbed oh look at all this stabbings and uh, you know sometimes it's just too much whereas like other movies can be pretty good like scream movies aren't too bad well until you get to the towards the end of them some movies are great but you know there's definitely some movies that could be less gory and still be good so I would say that my I would go with the scary movies over gore movies for myself, whereas Jenny, weirdly enough, uh, prefers gore movies, which is really weird because she is a sweet little sunflower and she loves people getting ripped apart in movies. So that's honestly that. mild, <clears throat> mildly terrifying. And to, to be perfectly frank, kind of changes my opinion <laughs> on Jenny. Yeah, she's uh, Weirdly, I'm not that shocked. <laughs> yeah, neither, neither am I. But like, but he, well, you know what's funny? Uh, Jack Swimer, uh, his wife Nikki, who's a very near and dear friend of mine, yeah. also really likes gory movies. Uh, and when you meet really? her in real life, she, oh yeah, she loves she loves horror movies in general. But she like is all about weirdly gory movies. She'll like. I vividly remember in college we we would like watch horror movies and we would get Jack drunk to have him watch the horror movies and she'd be like oh I like horror movie like gory movies and then anytime something gory would happen she would like pretend like she wasn't watching and then she would just like watch the screen 
uh, <laughs> where Jack would just be like belligerent and just couldn't watch the movie. Did, <laughs> now, I, did you have to get Jack drunk so he would watch the movie? Oh, yeah. like, any any scare, he, Now he like it's not so much of an issue. Not, well, not, there was never an issue to begin with because it was funny just to drink with him to begin with. Um, yeah, true, yeah, very true. But like, yeah, he he would not watch horror movies. Like, would not watch horror movies. I can't see Nikki being super into gore. That's hilarious. Super into gore, super into horror movies. Uh, that's like how Nikki and I have like made our friendship outside of Jack was just talking about horror movies. Now that uh, I can believe. Yeah, yeah. That is a, that is a very Nick Einsman <laughs> friendship. I mean, yeah, 100 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Half my friendships are built around weird shit. <laughs> Yeah, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> nope. No, neither oh of you can. Uh, all right, so I had a Halloween specials versus Xmas specials, and I'm going to bring up uh, one that I think is a bit of a crossover. Uh, okay. And it's a bit of a it's a bit of a deep cut in the world of uh, Doctor Seuss. Uh, I am going to be talking about the uh, the Grinch Halloween special. I'm anyone ever completely, seen that? completely oh, unfamiliar man. with that. I it is. <laughs> let me let me see if I can pull up a, an image here for you guys of the wonderful Grinch Halloween special. I vividly remember watching it in get this kindergarten. Oh God. Yeah, uh, and I remember it scaring the shit out of me, and then like asking my mother to like rent it from Blockbuster. It's called Halloween is Grinch Night. All right, I'm going to share it with you both on the screen here. Uh, Why did I not know of this existence? This is existence. It's like oh my fucked God. up. Yeah. Oh, no. What? The Grinch stole candy. So it's literally, <laughs> it's the Grinch, right? So the beloved, like, guy who steals Christmas... But it's a Halloween special, and I don't know why. Like this shit. That's like, terrifying. It's, it's just like a bunch of like weird like ghost oh cult members dancing Dude. around this like who, right? I don't so, like this at all. Yeah. So imagine watching this at like eight years old, not even younger. I was like six, right? And I was I was scared of everything growing up. Dude, uh, this is terrifying. Yeah. So you see like a Grinch. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the Grinch Halloween special. If you want to look up. Uh, you know this special I'll post some of it to the Instagram account but Halloween is Grinch Night is single handedly the most fucked up crossover between a Christmas like <laughs> content and Halloween so it's kind I mean, of like um, you know the it, <laughs> like the Grinch stole Christmas they're like okay yeah Grinch hates Christmas okay and where they're like wait what holidays do the Grinch love and it's like oh he loves being a huge dick so he's yeah. gonna steal children and throw them in this weird acid trip of a situation where creepy things are just all around them it's like the it's like that that animation style also helps it be more creepy too like that old school kind of like almost stop animation but like right past that level it's like oh, it's a lot some of the i don't care for it <laughs> just, just when you thought that the nightmare before christmas had the market cornered on halloween christmas crossovers it's true. how it emerges this how well, see, the this cringe. was before like this was released in oh yeah it's 1977 so the, nice the byline is literally written who cares if it's not halloween 
this has to be seen for the part where the Grinch's eyebrows flies off his head. Oh. I can see why that would upset you <laughs> or any child. And yeah. everyone and, and adults like myself. <laughs> Alright, so the, the original Oh god. I want to see if I can find like the byline for this movie. Uh, okay, so the plot of this movie is pretty pretty straightforward. In Whoville, each Halloween, a sour wind blows and a chain of events causes the Grigrumps and Hakakans to arouse the Grinch in descending into Whoville and his paraphernalia wagon and wrecking havoc in the town in Grinch night. All the Whoville dreads the smell of the wind as an omen and everyone retreats into their home as the <clears throat> village goes in the lockdown. <sighs> Enough of that. I, I I don't care for it. So 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 what do you think? Do you think you're more of a Christmas special kind of guy? I'm thinking. So when I when I wrote that topic, I was thinking more like uh, like cartoon specials. Like Simpsons, probably I think came to mind probably the most. Futurama oh. does a couple as well. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Simpsons kind of takes the market on that. Like the Treehouses of Horrors are. It's a you know you, you look forward excellent. to it every year. Exactly. Yeah. They they are amazing but i can't even think of like a christmas special by the simpsons when i know that they exist besides right. mr plow and that's well, just, just like it's winter the same thing with like with south park too like the only real christmas one that you think of is like the the talking poop yeah mr hanky yeah mr hanky yeah, yeah yeah well and then there's the there's a second one that also has mr hanky but it's like jesus teams up with Santa Claus and they both have like a bunch of guns and like sunglasses and they go and kill terrorists. And honestly, that, that is a wonderful episode. I don't even, I honestly, I know exactly what episode you're seeing you're talking about, but I have not seen it in easily 15 years. Oh yeah. No, me, me neither. I just, I just think of it often. Uh, my dreams my hopes, uh, my aspirations. Yes, I'm going to go Halloween specials. I think they're always just a lot more fun, a little more kooky, a little more spooky. And speaking of spooky, Clifford. Spin a yarn. And Dazzleus. I do just want to throw out there off a of Mike's topic. I also am more in favor of the suspenseful thriller type of movie as opposed to gory. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I just yeah. can't get into I don't like gore. The super, the super. No, yeah. I can't either. That and like the torture porn stuff, where it's like I'm gonna like peel this person's skin off or like cut their tendons, or I, oh, I, I, I can't do it. Yeah, it's See, like, even like the, the old. Not for me. Sorry. It's it's like that. that um, I don't know if this would be spoilers for Game of Thrones if anyone hasn't watched that, but it's with uh, I can't remember his name, but at the Dread Fort and he like flays people alive on that. Oh like, yeah, X. Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Ramsey. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and he's just like. Peeling off people's skin with like a flare, and like, uh, yeah, no, I'll yeah, pass on that. Like, I'll pass uh, on that. Even the only like some good of part, the... the only good part in that is when he holds up the sausage that he's eating, and yeah. um, Theon is like, Oh, is that my dick? And he's like, No, no, this is just a sausage. <laughs> you know, that guy has like a, an incredible musician who, Theon Greyjoy, yeah, 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 no, the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy who plays, plays Ramsey, uh, yeah. Oh, really? I did yeah. not know that. <laughs> I feel I'll like that's a common thing. It's like a common thing where like the most evil people that portray evil people in movies and stuff, they're just like the sweetest person outside. Yeah, his music's like very happy. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's like very fucking happy. Um, Did I ever tell you guys the story where it was while Game of Thrones was still on and I was at a bar, I was cashing out 
and a girl was standing next to me. She's just looking at me from the side. I said, has anyone ever told you that you look like the guy from Game of Thrones? Like, which guy? He's like, oh, uh, and she's like, oh, the one who skins people. I'm like, Ramsey? You know, it's kind of fucked. I can kind of see that. My hair was grown out at the time. That's why. So it was a That's little bit longer it. and it was curlier. And this was like peak Ramsey being the absolute Ramsey. shit lord on <laughs> and sometimes Clifford you get that little twinkle in your eye and that terrifying smile when you <laughs> see someone with perfect skin and maybe Ew. you'll attach them to a big wooden it was X in your so, basement it was the most unsettling compliment I think that I've ever got and literally <laughs> one day later I went to my barber got my hair cut told them that story and they were laughing the whole time. Yeah, as as they and should they call me Ramsey. St- they still joke with me about it to this day. And this was years ago. I'm gonna change your contact photo into oh, no. Ramsey. It's been a picture of you at MacRock for years, but now it is going to be just your face photoshopped under Ramsey Bolton's body. One condition: as long as it's the one of his face while he's holding the sausage. Absolutely. And it's any other one, I don't want you to do it. Oh, dear Lord. That's fantastic. Um, Clifford, I feel like you're stalling here. It does seem like you're stalling. I would like to be spooked and uh, mystified. (laughs) No, there there, there was a story that I... uh, from From a long time ago. It was from 18... 60s, I think, and there was uh, two detectives that uh, was in London, I believe, and so they oh, from the Scotland Yard. Wait, oh, Scotland wait, Yard. I, I, Not necessarily I Scotland Yard. I'm going to stop you there. Is this a already current story? Because I believe the topic was improv, a Halloween story. Can I tell my story? Oh my is god, it, go ahead. Is it improv? I'm Can so sorry, Father, Father Clifford. I'll do three Hail Marys and one other prayer. I don't know. Go ahead. So it's two detectives. It was a uh, detective, detective Phil, Phil Phillips. And detective Phillips. So, okay, let me make sure I got this here. So you got the two detectives from Scotland Yard, Detective Hokey Pokey and Detective Phillips, right? Correct. All right, cool. Was Detective Hokey Pokey by the chance a horse that had a friend named Gumby? Hokey was his nickname. His okay. true name was Harry. But no, they were, they were, they were called in for, uh, for a crime. They were called in for a crime. There was a murder that happened. At um, I want to say it was Browning Street. Actually, it actually wasn't in Scotland. It was in London. And they're, so they're so they're called upon to go to the house. They go up into the apartment, and the owner of the house, young woman, is, is she's, she's horrified. She's like, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. So they they, they bring her outside and, and uh, to talk to the local uh, to the local guard. And they go they go into the kitchen and. All, all, all of the, uh, all of can, all of the candles are out. There are no lights at the time, obviously. So they, uh, so they go into the kitchen, and they, they see a trail of blood leading up to the kitchen table. Yeah. Nobody's at the, sitting at the kitchen table, but the blood is traveling underneath the table, and they see a man laying on, <laughs> laying underneath the table. Blood, blood, blood surrounding him, and they're like, "Oh, what could this be?" 
They, they inspect the kitchen. They look around. They don't see anything necessarily out of the ordinary, exactly. But they do see, see on the table that the man was, he was having his breakfast, which is unusual. Because this was at night. This is late at night. This was probably about 11 o'clock or so. And they see on the table that the man, he was hungry. And there was a bowl <laughs> sitting on the table. And uh, they noticed that the man's choice was breakfast. He, he wanted his he wanted a breakfast for dinner, as, as we all enjoy from time to time. And they noticed, hmm, there's, there's a lot of milk in here, but there's no cereal. <laughs> there's no cereal whatsoever. So they thought this was very strange. So they start looking around, no no box of cereal, nothing no, nothing of the sort. And they're like, oh, well, let's, let's take a look. So they put on their inspection gloves, light a candle, make sure that they have light in the room as the moonlight is already shining through the window. So they flip him over and they notice something unusual. His eyes are on. His eyes are completely bloody. Bloody and, and gone. Bloody and gone. Like, like oh. you could, you, they, it was hard to even tell if they're, if, uh, if his eyes were actually even within the skull at all. But blood all, all surrounding him. And they take a look over, inspect the rest of his body, and there's nothing there. What they do happen, they upon further inspection, they see a tiny bit of object, a tiny little thing within his eyes amongst the blood. And they take, they, unfortunately, they don't have any tools. They can't find anything to, uh, to really ins- overly inspect it with, except for the spoon that he was using to feed his cereal. Oh. So, unfortunately, they have to take the spoon and try to pry out what this little object might be uh, within his eyes. And they take it out, and what they happen to find is in the shape of a ring. Little circle, little O. And upon prodding it with the spoon a little bit, they see that it falls apart. So it is no ring. It's no bolt or nut or anything of the sort. It falls apart. And Detective Pokey looks at Detective Phillips and he's like, this, this that Cheerio? Like, it might. It, wait, it, wait, like a Cheerio a in Cheerio. like a, a Cheerio. cereal? I don't. I hate, to, I, hate to, I hate to pull you know some some holes in your story, but I don't think the Cheerio was around in the eighteen sixties. It was not named it. Okay. Okay. It was not named it. But I'm I sure think they, they were had, just called wheat O's. They could have just been those. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a historian, but they very well could have had the means to develop their food in the shape of a ring and would have liked to enjoy it in the morning time or in the nighttime in this case. So Continue. They, check, they check his other eye. Another cheerio. Another cheerio. I'm sorry. There's, keep there's, going, there's, keep there's going. two cheerios. There's two cheerios. There's two cheerios, now. There's two cheerios in his eyes. And then they look down at the ground. What do they see? A trail. A trail of... And they see this guiding into the bedroom. And so they follow it into the bedroom, and they see this trail going into the closet. 
open up the closet, and what do they have? A big walk-in closet. Unusual at the time, but they see the walk-in closet, and they have to set an, light, light another candle, make sure they get the light and see what's going on. And what do they see is a number of headless bodies and skinned all over. And surrounding these bodies is all different types of breakfast cereal at the time. Not Cheerios, but every other type that you could possibly imagine. So we, we got a serial killer on our hand. You have a serial killer. This is the tale, my friends, of the surreal, serial, serial killer. <laughs> I can't fucking handle this. So how does it end? That will be for another time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I applaud the the improv I, of this. I I hated every fucking second of it. <laughs> oh man, I, I I loved it. I muted myself multiple times, dying laughing at the Cheerios. <laughs> So that you're telling me that this serial killer not only covered his uh, his house and his victims in cereal foods and breakfast foods, but he also put cereal in his victims' eyes, yes, like like it was two coins, like two coins that you're supposed to pay the ferryman over the River Six to get into the underworld, but they're Cheerios. I mean, how else are you supposed to pay Tony the Tiger? That is not who is the ferryman. For serial killers, it is. You want uh, the fucking the weird little Lucky Charms bastard coming around you when you're dead? I thought it was more of like a Count Chocula situation down there. Oh, uh, no, it's clearly Boo Berries. Okay, that actually, that, that, that totally checks out. Yeah. I think it was a wonderful story, Clifford Father I, Cliffy. Well, Don't lie well to me, played. like... <laughs> You know what? For you not knowing that you had to improv a story here, I was so I, I would have been so ready to answer either of yours. That was the last thing that I would have expected to have done. Well, it's funny because we have a bonus round, and Clifford, woo, yeah. The next two are for you. The next two? The next two. How did I get so lucky? Speed Easy. round, baby. You decided Double to be Jeopardy. a guest. Putting up spider webs is offensive to spiders. Clifford, that is your first topic of the bonus <laughs> round. Make me and proud, sir. Number two for you, Clifford, is... Let's find out. On this week's uh, special edition of Whose Clifford Is It Anyway? Whose dog is it anyway? <laughs> you know what? Cl- Mike, do you like this one? No, this one sucks. Let's spin it again. Spin it again. <laughs> I, t- I told you my choice sucked. <laughs> We're gonna say for fall of New England, leaves are good. <laughs> fall of New England's a weed. It's better. It's the best season, and it's better in this area than anywhere else. All right, so we got haunted houses as Clifford's bonus round. Can I reject this one since we've literally already talked about haunted houses? You know what? I'll, I'll that's agree fair. with that. Uh, that's, that's fair. I'll, I'll motion agree. passes. And the topic of the night, third time's a charm, just like the times it took to conceive me. Here we go. Oh. Is oh, we gotta hide this one because we already have it. Why do you know so much about your conception? I was made in the back of a 78 El Camino. Wait, I also knew that. You told me that before. I think I knew that too. <laughs> Why is candy corn actually good, Nick Clifford? Uh, I also did write a candy corn category, so this, this is fun. <laughs> 
All candy right. corn category would be a great Halloween album. I agree. <laughs> the, the topics that you had was putting up spiderwebs is offensive to spiders and why candy corn is actually good. Do you want 30 seconds? Is putting up spiderwebs actually offensive to spiders? I would take the 30 gotta, seconds, Clifford. I would take the 30 seconds and actually look this up here. Uh, while you're doing that, Mike, I'm going to tell you a little story about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Oh, thank God, because I thought you were going to tell me again about the freaking El Camino and your parents boning in it. Well, I mean, if you would like to. So my dad... I've heard it like El three Camino. times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because every time I see an El Camino with my dad, he's like, you see that there? You were made in one of those. Oh, God. He, like, feels the need to bring it up. Like, I don't want to, you know, forget where I, so I don't forget where I come from. I think it kind of, like, I, breaks his heart that I drive a Toyota. Instead of just constantly driving around in an El Camino. Yeah, and I every time someone's like, nice car, you're like, yeah, my parents fucked in this a couple years ago. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it'd 30, be like 20 30 yeah, it'd be years, 30 ago. years ago, <laughs> uh, which is disgusting to think about. I, I don't know where I was conceived, thank God, but I do oh, know that it was easily conceived well, in that Camaro. I know well, it's okay, in the, Camaro, the Camaro came into my father's life years after I was conceived. So if it was previous. That's kind of weird. But I do know that they were hoping that I would be a girl and they well, wanted to name off. me Katie. And honestly, I wonder if I would be better off as, um, you know, little Katie Caruso. That's good alliteration. Katie Caruso. Katie Caruso. I don't know. I would have been a Rachel if I was a girl. Uh, I would have been a Stephanie Uh, Lynn. I don't know about the middle name, but I would have been a Rachel. Yeah, no, I know for a fact I would have been Stephanie Lynn. My mother brings it up quite often. Just to remind you, Wait, are, we all the, are, are we all the youngest? No, I guess Nick, you're you're the oldest. Yeah, Nick's I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest. Clifford and I, we're the youngest. We're the cool you kids. Just, you were just put the baby boys. Clifford's an uncle. That yeah. is true. Yeah. I'm a Clifford's step uncle, kind of. Yeah, kind of. No, not to your cat. Oh my god. What? I wasn't talking about my cat. You, you bring up Aurora every time we do a podcast. I didn't, I didn't say anything about the cat. <laughs> Listen, she's very cute, and I, I am her uncle, I technically. Th- I did not say a thing about either of my cats, and you're offending Nadja, who is just, just fast just on my shoulder as we're Just because I have a picture holding a cat doesn't make me a cat person, mister. You did say last, last night when you were recording that you... Have there, a cat. There was a cat on my lap that also doesn't make me a cat person. Hey, you know what? Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Clifford is putting up spider webs offensive to spiders. Well, so I, I did have to look this up and I was taking a different approach of it. Not necessarily offensive, I don't think, because I think it's there to honor. I think it depends on what your intentions are. Because some people like spiders. I personally don't mind spiders, but I know a lot of people that hate spiders and i every person that i live with wants to have wants to kill them but i don't i think it's i think it's offensive for the spiders because they're catching their prey obviously they're trying they're trying to uh you know they're doing it to be proactive about it i don't think it's offensive towards them what do spiders give a shit they can they can bite us and kill us. Got really only, some, only, some okay. only some of them. Only some of them. 
I mean, I so I, I wrote that topic while staring at one of the two spiders that have lived on the outside of my house for the better part of the last year. And they are huge and beautiful, some good old Pacific Northwest spiders, and they're amazing. And I looked across the street and saw this massive spider web that was put up, you know, by a neighbor. And I thought about, it, you know, I was like, you know, this spider spent all of his time. Uh, you know, putting up this web specifically in an area. And then this asshole across the street or, you know, putting up a spider web made out of what I can only assume is cheap cotton. It catches nothing. The holes are way too big. And, you know, I just thought that, you know, maybe spiders are, you know, offended by that. You know, they spend so much time perfecting their little web. And then we just come in there and make fun of them, make a uh, make a, a, a racket you know, make a mockery of their whole house. And that is, um, that's not fair. It's not fair. I mean, to be fair, I think that if it was a larger spider, I think it'd be stoked about it. If the larger spider could like live on the man-made web. Yeah. I think, I think, I think the spiders are definitely just looking at us and laughing. at us like, they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. That exactly. I agree with. I do agree with that. <laughs> foolish humans like think about it if you're like a full-size person right like if you go running into that thing you're stuck like you you're, you're kind of stuck you're stuck <laughs> like very scooby-doo style where you are sprinting uh, down a hallway and get caught on a <laughs> human-sized well, spider web you guys have been in my you guys have both been to my house in dover right yeah yeah. All right, so there was like one Halloween where I decorated where we put the trash, which was a stupid idea. I don't know why I did it, uh, but I vividly remember like putting spider webs up and then like Ryan went to go put the trash out at like two o'clock in the morning. We came back from like karaoke. We were all hammered uh, and he got caught in this fucking like spider web. Uh, because he, it was just big enough for like a human mind you Ryan's like a pretty small guy but like then I also got caught in it as I was trying to take it down I I can from the people that live the four people that lived in that house Ryan is the only one that I could see getting caught accidentally <laughs> in a human sized oh, I, I, I'm going the opposite way I would have I would have thought that it would have been Joe and Joe's terrified of spiders. Too. I can also see Joe. Really? Uh, I, I think spiders are really cool. Got off what you said, Cliff. I, 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 I have, think spiders are awesome. I have no problem with spiders at all. But I don't like every person. Every person that I've ever lived with hates spiders. So if there's a bug that comes in, any bug or spider that shows up in the house, I get called to either kill it or take it outside. See, I don't mind. I don't mind spiders. I don't like like tarantulas. But like, that, what am I ever going to see a tarantula in the wild? You know what I mean? Like, there's in no the wild. Tarantula. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like domesticated ones. Like, I think, yeah, yeah. I, think yeah. I think Jordan had one. Uh, one of my friends at home. He did. Yeah, Jordan did have. What was that spider name? Does anyone remember? Uh, Gorgonzola, I believe. No, was the no, name. it was this the spider from uh, from Harry Potter. What's the name? Sickles. Does anyone uh, still have Jordan's number? I still have his there. number, but uh, yeah, yeah the, 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 I haven't talked to him in like three years. So I, I'll probably skip Ar- that. Ar- but Aragog, I think, is what the name is. Aragog, of course. I think that's, that's what the name of it was. Now, see, Nick, Nick, uh, Harry Potter was actually the book that was written by J.K. Rowling, not Lord of oh, the thank Rings. You, thank just you. Just so you're Did I ever tell you to go fuck yourself before? A couple times, actually. Well, here's another addition to that: go fuck yourself. Well, now I have a more filling night. And oh, I'm glad I can fill you up. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Clifford, why is candy corn actually good? Give me the rundown, baby. Because it tastes good. (laughs) I didn't ask you, Michael. It's not good. Clifford. Okay, I I will say I understand why people don't like it. It's literally like eating flavored wax almost. It's a fucking candle. It tastes like a candle. It does not taste like a candle. It feels like you're eating a candle. The the texture of it is very candle-like. Taste-wise, I I don't mind it. However, I will say pumpkins over... Oh, 100%. 100%. I'd go candy pumpkins over candy corn any day of the week. It's literally like somebody like took some like cornstarch and like accidentally mixed it with like gelatin and it made this just waxy garbage and they taste it and they're just like, yeah, I could sell this to kids. And then now it's popular and it's like, dude, please stop. But is it actually popular? Because you can get like a three pound bag for like two bucks. Well, and I think you're still popular. It. It's just, uh, you know, it's super cheap to make because it's I mean, I garbage. Like it. I don't like God. buy it. People just like give me the candy corn that they get. Yeah, I've never I've never bought it myself, but like my family or friends have bought it. And if it's there, I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. So yeah, I think I bought it for like a prop for like photos last year. And then I was stuck with five pounds of it. <laughs> Something that I, I just, did just look. Something I did learn the other day. Apparently, there is a chemical in candy corn that is toxic to dogs. Jesus. So, Clifford, you can't eat it. Yeah, you can't eat it there. I'm half dog, though. I'm not a real oh, dog. Oh, don't you know there? You can't be eating the candy corn. But no, I, th- I think um, my, my friend's dog accidentally got some the other night. and They literally had to have their sister come over, who is a vet tech, to make him throw up. Oh, God. You're supposed okay. to... Um, there's some sort of like leafy green that you're supposed to feed to cats and dogs to make them vomit. I forget what it is. It's like maybe spinach. It's called grass. It's not. It's not grass. It's similar I, to grass. I think though. it is. I think it is grass. Just regular ass grass. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Any time that dogs like try to make themselves sort of rough, I feel like they're normally just chomping on grass. Yeah, Madison but used those, to eat okay. grass and then puke. There's nothing I like more than dog puke. You know, you know That's what I mean, disgusting. guys. There's a lot of things that I like more than that. It's maybe my favorite thing in the entire world is when I'm woken up at 3 a.m. and my dog has just decided that the best spot to vomit would be on my fresh, clean clothes that I happen to have put on the ground. Oh, I thought you were going to say on your chest, and I was going to be very disappointed. I thought this was actually going heard. to be like vomiting on you or on your bed or something. Yeah, that's like that. what I thought you were getting into oh, there. So, so, so everything I say is just a this just gross now just because yeah. i like dog yeah. vomit don't no, because shame you live, me because you live very close to portland oregon and i don't know what they do out there you live in philly so i go birds motherfucker i, I don't even understand that reference go birds don't uh, go birds i don't yeah no go is, is there a, a great show know. starring danny devito about your town no they have fred armison who puts birds on things okay so for the birds. ninth time i don't even live in portland i know but you live close enough to it how far do i live from portland uh three hours uh no okay how far do you live from portland about an hour yeah, it's even closer than I live, so fuck off, pork chop. Well, just so be it. Actually, Mike, can I come out for my birthday? Is that a nah. thing? Are you going to be there in January? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm, I'm flying out for my birthday. Just don't. I'm doing it. I'm going to move right before January. Right. I'm going to go with Hansman, too. 
Yo, Clifford. Yo, that, 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 way you, that way you have to host both of us. Listen, yo, I'm Ken, sorry, guys, but we do have a house rule that only one Nick at a time is allowed inside the premises. Yeah, but Clifford so. is barely a Nick. Like, ha, Cliff, how what? often do you get called Nick? It's offensive. Uh, generally at work and by family. So, okay, like, so like 30% of the time, maybe. So, yeah, you're more Clifford than you are, Nick. Yeah, it generally comes down to I will answer to both or if it's close enough. All right, so that settles just uh, Mike Clifford and I are coming out in January. Absolutely not. Have fun finding somewhere else. My phone's off for the month. I'm really going to text Jenny right now. Jenny Jenny will not respond. Jen, yeah, I have your girlfriend saved as Jen Nug in my phone, and it's just a picture of chicken nuggets as her contact photo. Do you want me to tell you what your mom is saved in my phone as? I know for a fact you don't have my mother's number. Are you sure about that? Little do you know. Little does he know, indeed. Hashtag, what's up, Angela? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you know what? I'll tell you later. It's a little inappropriate for well, the no, I, spin oh, God reel. Damn it. All right. Well, uh, in that case, enjoy your candy. Enjoy your Halloweens. Clifford, thank you for a fantastic guest appearance on our show. This is the longest episode of the Dadcast to date. And it's the and last due, one. <laughs> due in part due in part to Clifford's amazing storytelling abilities. You guys really need to cut that out. <laughs> nope. It's staying in there. That Until is absolutely then. staying. Clifford, in case you don't know, Dad's not mad. He's just disappointed. I deserved it this time. <laughs> oh, you silly, silly, beautiful man. And we'll see you guys next week. Keep up the good work and get spooky. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs>